Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Okay, everybody, we're going to start with a round of applause every time. Woo! Yay! We're doing... I love how I didn't clap. I was like, I'll just yeah. take a minute. <laughs> You're like, this applause is for me. It's for me. I'm yeah. a Leo. I need attention constantly. <laughs> um, hello, everybody, and welcome back to the podcast. Um, this is Don't Blame Me If You're New Here, but guess who's not new here? Alexis Gizal. It's me. I'm back. You are back, 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 back again, again, mm-hmm. again. I almost said Shady's back. Well, you can be shady. I yeah. mean, not like I meant slim shady. I mean, who knows? But maybe, maybe I can be shady. Ooh. We don't know. I can be shady. 
I'm intentionally shady. Well, shady, I guess, is intent. Isn't it's an intent? Yeah. I guess so. Do you have like thing. when you think of you being shady, does a specific thing come to mind that you've done like recently? Countless yeah. things sure. come to mind that I've done in the last like 48 hours. <laughs> I'm just yeah, I'm a little shady. We're working on it. I'm doing less. Um, well, guys, if you're new, um, this is an advice podcast, and uh, we're gonna listen to your voicemails. And if you want to be on an up uh, up dip a da, I took my Adderall. I swear. I saw you. An upcoming mm-hmm. episode. Call us. <laughs> and Give our me a call. Phone number is 310-694-0976. And international listeners, you can email us an audio file to meganpodcast at gmail.com. Woohoo. So um, shall we get into the advice giving? Let's get freaking into it. Let's do it. Yeah. Hi, Megan. Um, I'm a 21-year-old college student who recently got out of a relationship, and I'm looking for some advice. Um, I was in a relationship from... I think my, yeah, my junior year of high school until just about seven months ago. So that was about almost a four and a half year relationship. And I had only ever been with that guy, kissed other people, but he was the first person I ever had sex with. And the first person I still have to this day only had sex with. Um, And I've just been trying to figure out how I can get back into the dating game and feel confident, uh, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate to. I... I always felt confident with him because he was the only person I'd ever been with and vice versa. And so I just felt comfortable with everything and he was like my best friend. And so everything seems really easy, but now I'm getting to the point where I'm going on dates with strangers or with like friends I've only known for a couple of weeks. And um, I've kissed people, you know, I've gotten to that point, but the point of getting sexual or just like doing anything past making out with someone just doesn't freak me out, but it does, Well, I guess it does freak me out. It just makes me a little bit nervous. And so I've been trying to figure out how I can feel more confident in getting to that phase or if there's a reason why I'm not feeling confident. Maybe I shouldn't be hooking up with people at all. Um, But, you know, I kind of want to. I'm kind of at that phase of my life, and I kind of want to. But I just can't seem to do it without the idea of alcohol. And, I mean, I don't want to have to feel drunk to be confident, but so far it's been the only time where I've gotten close. And so... I'd really like your advice on some other ways I can feel confident on a date to possibly hook up with someone. Oh my god, cute! I no longer have advice. That was I know that's <laughs> that is your advice every time yeah. somebody is, is drank. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. just get drunk because that's what you do. Yeah, <laughs> I, mean, I don't that even drink Do it? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, I'm. <sighs> do you have any ideas? Sorry, um, she's okay. drinking. So yeah, this is just vodka. Um... <laughs> So okay, did you did you guys catch like how long ago they broke up? I was gonna ask yeah. that too, because it might just be time. Yeah, it might just really be like easing your way in, and like it seems like you are on like the trajectory of like you're kissing mm-hmm. people, you're getting ago. out there seven months ago. Okay, but I, I yeah. I, I I have not been in a re- like had a breakup of that mm-hmm. length of a relationship, yeah, so I can't like directly relate to like the timeline for that. Um, but I, I feel like it could just be like sort of easing yourself out there. And maybe you're, you haven't met the right person yet. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts? Okay. So <laughs> I'm going to get really just like explicit, not explicit, but like transparent in my life mm-hmm. with this. Cause like, that's what I do relate it back. So I understand the whole, like, oh shit, I'm nervous because I've only had like sexual experience with one person. So I think like, first of all, that's a very valid feeling. Not Mm -hmm. that you should feel 
uncomfortable, but like it makes total sense, especially when you've been in a relationship for that long that you're like, oh shit, a lot of people already have had like four or five sexual partners at this point. And like, I've only had one. So you get to kind of feeling like, oh, I'm sort of behind. Also think about the fact that a lot of people that you will be going on dates with haven't been in a relationship that long. So like where you think they have like the upper hand or like a better grasp on like the sexual experience stuff, you've probably had sex more times. You've probably also had better oh, sex 100% and like also I'd imagine at this point you know what you're into yeah. like you know what you want from them mm-hmm. and so like I I feel like maybe it's yeah kind of like owning that strength almost yeah. like recognizing that like you've had this experience that may not be like necessarily the same as all of your peers but it provides value in a totally different mm-hmm. way and I think it's okay to feel I think no matter how experienced you are having sex having sex with like a new person like it's always going to be kind of like, oh, this is d- different because having sex, mm-hmm. every person you sleep with, it's going to be different. No matter how many people you've slept with, the first time you sleep with somebody, it's going to be a totally new and different experience. So I wouldn't treat that as being like nervous. Like uh, I definitely have had sex with more than one person. And every time <gasps> I, I know <laughs> what a whole um, scandalous. I very much am. So Scarlet like I would letter. definitely be nervous, but I will also say like, I definitely did like drink before because I'd be like, Oh shit, let me like not be so stressed about this. I think like, I mean the first, like I would also get nervous before dates. Like I'd have like a shot before a date, but like the first time I went on a date with my boyfriend who I um, really like f- didn't know if I liked or not, but I had like built up a crush for years in my head. And then mm-hmm. I was like, we're going on a date, real date. Like I have to get drunk. And I got real drunk on that one. Um, but I would also say, I think like, <laughs> I think while having sex with like every like person is different or whatever, if you feel like, and you sound like you really want to put yourself out there and like have new sexual experiences and things like that. I think that there can be, a, and I'm feeling I can get a lot of shit for this. There can be a lot of pressure when you really like the person and like you've been on dates with them and like there's that build up. But if you see someone and you're like at a bar and you're really sexually attracted to that person, if you want to have sex with them, act on that, act on that aspect of it. Go but off. I, I, yeah. And I think the idea is like, when you have, at least for me, when I have like far more romantic feelings for somebody, I get more nervous yeah. for that built that Definitely. part of it. And I think if you want to hop into a new relationship, that's totally like, then that's fine. Then do whatever you want to do in that relationship. But don't feel like you have to like check off all of these boxes before you like start pursuing somebody that's like, oh, we've been on this many dates. We've done all this if, unless you want to. But um, I think that can also be like a different way. And also I will say like sexual confidence. I am the most sexually confident I've been in relationships because like, I know what I'm doing. I know what like my partner's into. Like I feel comfortable asking for what I want. And I've never felt like super confident sexually. Like the, anytime I'm like hooking up with a new person, but like you fake it till you make it kind of a thing. Don't fake your orgasms. Cause then you no. will never yeah. get any like get off at all. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, this, have I said this on a podcast before? Whatever. I mean, I, people know, um, I hooked up with someone, my boyfriend and I, Mottstar and I started dating in like early October and we like weren't exclusive, which I kept repeating to him over and over again. I mean, like, by the way, we're not exclusive. So if you want to hook up with other people, you can. And he was like, okay, I slept with somebody like that. I had like wondered if I had had feelings for, and then kind of was like, nah. And then I was like, oh shit. And I was really nervous before like, Mots and I hadn't, I hadn't had sex. I like took a, like a, almost a year long break from dating. So I was like, fuck, I have not hooked up with someone in like a year and I don't want 
that first person to be Mott's <laughs> because like, I really mm-hmm. like him. And I'm like, I'm really ru- like, I'm rusty. Let me like hop back on the horse <laughs> and like figure that out. So I think like, I don't know if that like helps at all. Just knowing that I think um, that sexual confidence, I think a lot of it is kind of like feeling confident and asking for what you want. And like you said, you should already be on that positive like trajectory more than like people like me before who like hadn't had a ton of diff like had had more different partners but like mm-hmm. not the same regular one where you don't really know what you're as into but um yeah may- yeah and maybe like one shot like mm-hmm. don't get drunk but just like, <laughs> i also feel like every like every new person that you hook up with is gonna feel like so different and maybe if you're like sensing like if, if you're like making out with someone you're like oh this feels like weird or, or weird isn't the right word um but if, if it just feels like new and different that's like everyone's gonna feel new and different so it doesn't mean like this isn't the right person necessarily mm-hmm. like I think those are like different feelings if yeah. that makes sense like I don't want to be like go for it even if you feel weird because yeah. that's, that's not what I'm saying at all <laughs> um but just I think like see it as like something that's gonna be different than mm-hmm. like your your ex and like it's it's not gonna feel that way and then also understand that like the more you have sex with someone like the better it will get which you probably know having been in like such a long relationship um so even if like you you're hooking up with someone and like it wasn't quite what you thought it was going to be like with communication and mm-hmm. with like literally practice it can like always get better yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think that's a, a, a good way to put it and also in the same way that like things that are new and different any relationship any person that you like kiss or hook up with now it's going to feel incredibly different because you don't have that history there. Like you don't mm-hmm. have like a, oh, yeah, it's just gonna be so different. Yeah, you're comparing. It's like you're comparing a first date to someone who you've known for more than four years. Mm-hmm. So that becomes like hard because it's a lot to live up to. And I think just like try and take yourself back to that like mindset and think of things as like being new and exciting. And the same way that like when you go from high school to college, it's a transition and it's super different. And you're like, oh, this is like also school, but like this is weird and different and new. And you kind of just get your footing. Um, and maybe before you go on to like hooking up with people even though even though that's like you want to like experiment all that stuff maybe you just go on a bunch of first dates to be like okay let me like feel comfortable doing this and then kiss a bunch of people and be like okay now I feel comfortable doing this and then just kind of like get like your baby steps yeah get your confidence up in general when it comes to like rate like relations with the people that you want to eventually have sex with um and then i think like from there like you'll probably have like more sexual confidence i think also this this may like sound obvious but hook up with people who really want to hook up with you oh yeah where it's like if you are finding yourself like having to like think too hard about like oh when should i text him or like um am i like too like coming on too strong or like is he really into me like you don't need to hook up with that person mm-hmm. like you you don't need to do that like hook up with people who are, like are into you and you're into like, them yeah well obviously yeah, yeah yeah for sure definitely you should be attracted to them and <laughs> in whatever whether you like them or whatever place you makes you feel good but um yeah don't go chasing people yeah because i feel like that's also where like a lot of confidence kind of comes in is when you're hooking up with someone who wants to be there as much as you do because they'll make you feel good and you'll make them feel good yeah no that's that's yeah that's that's very spot on that's very spot on and also like for me um when i've been like it's been a while since i've been with somebody and then i'm with somebody for the first time i'll just say like i haven't been with somebody in a while and it takes the pressure off of 
yeah. mm-hmm. of the relationship. Well, and you sexual like, I'm, relations. I'm not this kind of girl. <laughs> I never no, do this. Not like I would never say that. No, I know. But yeah. But yeah. I would and pay then money just, to have you say that. <laughs> I would die. I'm just not that I am not girl. like, I am not this kind of girl. <laughs> There's, There's, not, not, There's not videos on the internet of me talking about fucking next. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is like, this is so crazy. And I'm like, man, I'm going to get like the wrong idea. That's so funny. I also just can picture like every guy who like every, because they hear girls say like, yeah, uh, of course. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah, you, of course you never do something like this. Uh, well, I think you got this. You're good. And yeah, follow your gut. If you don't feel like you're emotion, if you don't feel like you're ready and then yeah, just wait it out just, too. Yeah, because, there's no rush. Like you have yeah, the rest of your life, literally. Be, it, literally. Mm-hmm. And I also, I usually um, uh, subscribe to the Sex in the City mentality where it takes half as long as your relationship to get over somebody like that's kind of like the what your threshold is and like what you have so um also don't feel like it's a requirement to like hop in bed with somebody else to get over somebody yeah if that's, that's not good. helping you um and you like want it to i am now learning through therapy that i don't like to like i just like to put all my feelings in boxes and be like you're good like we, we dealt with that like we recognize this happened but like we're fine now and addressing and like recognizing that like something makes you feel a certain way isn't like necessarily processing or dealing with your emotions so um yeah you can't really rush the whole like getting over someone thing but maybe you already are like over because sometimes relationships end before they're like officially over too yeah yeah, just just take it take it day by day Mm -hmm. dick by dick yeah Mm -hmm. also masturbate get to know your body without somebody else oh Oh, that's great advice she's never she's only been with one guy so maybe figure out what you like on your own and yeah because you don't have to be like i don't know what i like whatever my ex-boyfriend did because that will not help you Mm -hmm. get laid by other guys (laughs) i'll be like cool so do you have his number should i (laughs) ask him what you're into yeah also i mean feel free to consider like all the things that he wasn't bringing to the table like Mm -hmm. sexually Mm -hmm. you know if if there's like other stuff that just wasn't there think about that yeah and like you might have some bad sex but like that doesn't mean that like your ex had like a godly dick like there's just sometimes you have bad sex with people yeah and then also like that communication like Mm -hmm. i feel like if if you're sleeping with someone for four years hopefully it's like really good yeah Yeah. Yeah, at that point i feel like it would be you got this get that dick on to the next hi megan i love the podcast i think you're super wise and i need a lot of advice so My boyfriend and I have been dating for about five months now, and we're really happy with our relationship. But recently, I've been getting very insecure about being abandoned or dumped, and that's probably just me healing from past times that's happened to me. But my boyfriend's past relationship also triggers a lot of these insecurities because he told me his story so in-depth. He met his ex at university and they were best friends but he always had a crush on her and she had a boyfriend at the time but started showing interest in him she came running to him one day claiming she'd broken up with her boyfriend and they experimented sexually and my boyfriend had never had sex before then my boyfriend found out that she was still with the other guy and for a year she went back and forth between them Um, Both guys knew at this point. She finally chose my boyfriend. And since they were both in the same small major, after a year, she ended up cheating on him with another guy in that major, which 
really hurt my boyfriend. He was very depressed. He and I met a year later, only he'd recently been trying to be friends with his ex a few months prior to his meeting uh, when she reached out to him, but he stopped trying to be friends because he told her it was too painful. He's now come in contact with the guy his ex cheated with, and he feels like he can let that go now. I find his forgiving nature complex. I think it's good to forgive, but I'm the kind of person who cuts people off forever. So I guess I'm insecure he'll reach out to his ex or she'll reach out again since they're in the same small landscape architecture field. And I have no reason to distrust him. He's such an open book to me, but I feel like my relationship is much less exciting and passionate, even though the sex is great and there's a lot of tenderness there, but I just can't shake that feeling like he's going to leave me soon and he's going to get bored. So I would really love to hear your wise words on the situation. I, I have thoughts. So, First and foremost, my then follow up question that I can't ask you um, is, have you expressed this to him? Yeah, Mm -hmm. because it might just be a matter of being like, okay, I know this sounds crazy, but Mm -hmm. I just like have this like weird. Also, trust your intuition. So like if your gut is saying something's off, it's probably because either something's off or you need to have a conversation that hasn't been had yet. So I feel like talking to him first and foremost and just expressing how you're feeling is like number one because he'll I mean he'll either be like you're right or he'll be like oh my god I can't believe I made you feel that way or like also maybe thinking about like what what could he do slash what could happen that would make you feel better so is it not talking to this girl anymore is it you know maybe like all of you hang out or something like if, <laughs> what what would make you feel better like either him telling you or like a situation like think about that and then have a conversation with him mm-hmm. wow you literally sound exactly like my therapist <laughs> she was like we just gotta figure out what you need i'm like i don't know what i need She's like, well, it's okay it's the process we're gonna figure out what you need and then you're gonna ask for it yeah like, okay <laughs> no but that's i think i think that's like totally spot on i think trusting your gut is really important um mm-hmm. something wow let's just talk about therapy all the time mm-hmm. something i've mentioned on the podcast before which i also told my therapist uh my couple therapist told me once uh that uh, if it's hysterical, it's historical. Um, oh, and so you're like super upset. It's yeah. because it comes. <gasps> Whoa, and that is so true. When I think about like when I've been hysterical, it's because of like things that yeah. happened so long it's ago. It's triggering. Whoa. It's something that like it just takes you back to you're feeling like you the first time you feel it, it's like here. And then the second time you feel it. And then by the time it happens, that's not even like cutting super deep. It just like scrapes the surface level. You're like, no, it all comes up right now. Yeah. Um, and I told her that I was like, hey, by the way, I said that on my podcast. And she's like, isn't it great? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think that there's definitely probably a component of um you feeling like abandonment issues in general tend to be something that uh you adopt over time Mm -hmm. um that like a fear of someone like leaving you or dumping you or things like that unless he's given you a bunch of reasons to feel that way that you haven't given us like examples of things that have happened in your relationship 
you feeling like that is definitely based on some of your own stuff that you're you've dealt with. But I will say from just hearing the story that he told you, which I'm sure you're giving us a summarized version of that, like that's a lot. Like mm-hmm. it's a yeah. lot. It's a it's a lot to share with you. And I'm all for honesty. But to me, that's like an emotionally charged story. Yeah. Like that's this not is a girl that he had been longing for for yeah. a long time. She cheated on her boyfriend with him. He, it was his first sexual encounter, yeah. which is a big yeah. feelings mm-hmm. bath. Yeah. <laughs> big pool of big, big feelings. Big yeah. pool, pool. And then she went between the two of them and yeah. then chose him like that's yeah. a lot. And but, that, yeah, that would just feel horrible mm-hmm. as especially like considering all of the feelings that go with like your first sexual interaction with someone you really like, like mm-hmm. that feels crazy. Yeah. And I not that I'm saying that I I think it's bad that he told you, but I think if he wasn't still harboring a lot of hurt from it, mm. I think he would have really downplayed everything to not make you feel this way because I think that story would make me feel some type of way. Like, mm-hmm. I think yeah, that's, that's all sp- spooky story. Yeah, and it's something like you, it when someone, like if Mots describes some like girl as like, oh, this was like the love of my life. I was pining after her for all this time. I'd be like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was I pining after her. She chose me yeah. and then she cheated on me. It's kind of something like to me that sounds like somebody who might not necessarily be over that mm-hmm. and ready to date. Um, he also might just be like a complete and total oversharer. And if he's an oversharer, then you, I think in general, you should talk to him. But if he's an oversharer, I think that's when you're going to get the response and be like, oh my gosh, I didn't want you to feel like that. But he's just honest to a fault. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to include everything. But yeah, that's very hard to take it for just what it is without like having that affect you and how you're perceiving your relationship to be going. Well, my question also is, so it, it sounded like, and let me know if you guys heard differently, that he's tr- trying to be like friendly with her. <laughs> he's being friendly with the guy that with the guy. he cheated, that she che- cheated yeah. on him with. Why? Got it. Because like, they're all in yeah. the same major. But no, aren't they, are they still in the same major? And now yeah. they're in landscape architecture. Like That's the, the major. The so they're in the, they're in that yeah. same. Yeah. So like, for example, when I went to college, I started out being a physics major and there was only okay, eight smart. people in yeah, my department. Really and I was like, I cannot deal with these same eight people for the next four years. So I switched <laughs> oh, okay. to biology. OK, so, mm-hmm. yeah, like if and, that, it's and now small, she's here. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm there's here. a gap yeah. I'm missing. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. OK, so that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. I think yeah. what I would say, like. I'm also one of those people that I'm like, fuck me over. I'm done. Like I cut you out. I'm not like, uh, I will ghost people for much less uh, as we know, mm-hmm. but same. <laughs> I, yeah, like I'm definitely more of like a cut people out sort of thing. I think one of the red flags that this raises is him. And this just doesn't add up to me. Him reaching out to want to be friends with his ex who he was so heartbroken by. Don't buy that. Mm-hmm. Then him deciding after he reached out that, oh, psych, I take it back. This is too hard. I'm not going to talk to her anymore. Sounds like a lie. Sounds like maybe she just stopped responding and he's kind of trying to save face and pride. Or maybe she kind of rejected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And he's trying to make it sound like not to worry you and be like, oh, no, yeah. And then I decided, which is supposed to be like this. Oh, I'm like, I'm cool with I'm this. I'm in charge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, this is a choice. So like, don't worry because like, we're good. So I think the only way you're going to be able to deal with this is just to talk to him about all of it. And like, and I think frame it as like, this is the way it's making me feel. Yeah. And, and ask him, like, w- what are your thoughts there? Like, I think mm-hmm. open it as like as 
I don't know if gentle's the right word, but like it's not a confrontation, it's a conversation. Yeah, yeah. and you're not yeah. accusing him of yeah. intentionally doing anything. And that's like how I think approaching like every fight in general because you can't fix someone's you can't like go back in time and like fix someone's actions or anything like that. And so much of the time we don't speak up about our feelings because mm-hmm. we know that they aren't intentional. Like if someone didn't try to hurt our feelings, it's like, oh, I'm not going to say anything. Cause like you didn't mean to hurt my feelings, but it's like, but you're not going to change. And also if you just mm-hmm. told me that I hurt your feelings, like I like this isn't like a hard thing for me to not do. Like I'm yeah. not thinking that what I'm doing is like affecting you in that way. So I can easily change that. And also it's, it's almost, it's not nice, especially when you're in a relationship with someone, but even like as friends, it's not nice to to feel hurt by something or not like something someone said and then hold that in. Yeah. It's not nice to the friend no. or like the, your your partner mm-hmm. um, because then they have no idea. And then at some point later, that can build and build and build inside you. And then it can like erupt. And for him, it's like, where is this coming from? Yeah. And so it's it's not really fair to like have those feelings and not express them to your partner mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you'll you'll hold a resentment and he'll feel that. Yeah. yeah. And, and then he'll be like, what did I do? And he has no way of knowing. Yeah. yeah. I think we should always the people you surround yourself with, like your relationships, like mm-hmm. friends and all of that stuff. You should think highly enough of them that if they do something to hurt you that you you think so high of them that they can change that and they're like mature capable people that it's something that like oh I respect you so much that I also don't want you to end up doing this to somebody else and hurting someone's feel like Mm -hmm. it's that kind of action like you should yeah like like somebody enough and respect someone enough to know that they uh can change and like adapt to the people that they're speaking to on to the next hey Megan I'm 26 years old and I I started dating my boss. Um, I'm not, I don't consider myself gay or lesbian, but I started dating my boss and she's a woman. Um, we, we had such a great relationship and we enjoyed each other's company. And one night we were too drunk and things happened. But, um, I didn't really want anyone to know because she was my boss and she was, you know, I'm, I'm not like out. I don't know what I am. Um, but now it, it's been almost a year or maybe more than a year. And I've been hearing from my friends from college that people say I, like, I got my job and the other positions I've been in because I dated my boss and now so I've been trying to distance myself from her a little bit um, especially at the office but I don't know I just don't want anyone to know because my parents don't know and I'm not like I don't want I don't want to have to come out as anything and my parents won't accept me being gay or bi or anything, and and I really like her, but she's older than me, and I don't I don't know if we have a future together. I just really really like her, and and I I have feelings for her, but but I don't know. Um, okay, so first of all, with the your friends are like saying stuff or like people from college are saying stuff, you cannot control what people think about you. Yeah. And the more that you try, the more frustrating it is that you can't. Mm-hmm. So I would say to that, like 
that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you're tr- if like your main concern is um, trying to like you don't want people to know something or obviously like being out is a different thing. But if you if you don't want people to think like you got this job for whatever reason, um, I think like let that go. Yeah, that would be my main advice, which is way easier said <laughs> than done. Um, but yeah, it's it's just none of your business what people think about you. Um, and it's not your job to keep track of it. And it's it's not your job to prove them wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, just like live your life, do you. Um, second of all, you don't have to come out as anything if that's not how you're feeling. Yeah. yeah if you like don't want a label or you identify any which way, whatever. Like mm-hmm. l- do you do what feels right to you. Um, and then obviously like I can't I don't know like your specific parent situation mm-hmm. or like that sort of thing. But if I'm reading between the lines, I would imagine as like someone who is gay that a lot of like you not wanting other people to know is you don't really want it to get back to your family Mm -hmm. um is like the main concern because I know like before I came out to my parents I was just like so scared that like some somehow they would find out before I Mm -hmm. exactly yeah um and I know like for me and again like I don't know your specific parent situation or like if it's dangerous or, or whatever um, but I know for me like once I told my parents I was really able to like actually live my life mm-hmm. um, and just became like way less worried about like my friends at college were like saying certain things about my job or like if people were like whispering about stuff like it just was n- not a burden that I had to to carry anymore mm-hmm. so um, I mean and not telling you like you have to do that because again don't know your sitch but I would maybe like have a, a conversation with yourself where you're like how how one important is this relationship to me and mm-hmm. like is and um I mean do you like is it maybe worth telling your parents even though they may not necessarily react well in order for you to not have to carry that yeah. weight on your shoulders no, I think that's, I think mm-hmm. that's exactly, I think you hit the nail on the head with that because I think, yeah, I think there, I don't obviously want to like say, but it sounds from my, on it, from my perspective, it sounds like you have a little bit of internalized homophobia mm-hmm. and that's, it's becoming this like, it, yeah, it's just becoming this snowball secret mm-hmm. that's getting bigger. And even when you said like, I don't know how long it's going to last with mm-hmm. this woman, like is part of you saying that because you're like, well, no, I always pictured myself with a guy. So like, I don't know how long it's going to last because like she's a girl and you don't have to label yourself as anything Mm -hmm. or identify as anything because I mean, labels can either be very empowering for the people who like want to wear them or they're just to explain to other fucking people who like doesn't fucking matter to that. Like, you know what I mean? Like people use labels for a lot of different reasons, but like you don't need to identify as anything to then that doesn't, but you also, but you not ident- wanting to identify as anything doesn't mean that like this relationship is like not important. Right. Exactly. It's like yeah. together a, a year, yeah, over a year. That's a big so that's relationship. A that's yeah. a long time. And, and I, I mean, I would just say like, really, really remind yourself like, you are allowed to be in love. Mm-hmm. Like that is exciting. Like that is so fun. Like obviously you get along really well. You've been together for like a year or maybe longer. There's more there than just like a fun workplace, like yeah. sort of like, ooh, we're so crazy. Obviously there's like a lot there and I would just hate for 
other people or like your idea of how other people will react like keep you from experiencing like a full beautiful love mm-hmm. with someone you care about yeah and if we go purely opinion based and like like you said not knowing the situation if it's like dangerous let's mm-hmm. say it's not dangerous and let's talk about opinion based if people have these negative opinions about something that a like is not in your control like this is just like how you feel if someone has opinions on your feelings those people (laughs) suck and those people aren't your friends those people aren't like the kind of people that you want in your life because it's like it's that kind of love it's a conditional love and that's not the only kind of love that's out there and it sucks when sometimes it's people that you really love and you care about and your love for them is unconditional and then the love you receive is conditional and as long as you're doing certain things they still like completely support you and love you but there are other things that are out of your control and regard your feelings and contribute to your happiness that they're not okay with that can be a really 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 hard pill to swallow and again like not saying like come out and cut all these people out of your life like don't support you but i think it would be really important for you right now to have somebody that you can confide in and have people who do support you and are there for you because you're keeping all of this stuff in. Like, Mm you can't talk about it at work. You can't talk about your relationship. Like, um, it's your boss who's older than you. So you probably don't want to like complain about how like you really can't open up to your friends. Like you can't talk to your family about this. Like you have to talk to somebody. And Mm -hmm. like, that's how we process and deal with emotions and feelings and all of that stuff. But like, if you are feeling like you can't talk about anything without people having judgments, not talking about it doesn't make you think that those judgments are going away. No. And like, it is just completely not up to you to carry the weight of other people's homophobia. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's, it's not, it's not your, your job just Mm -hmm. as much as like, it's not your, you can't not control like what other people think and feel about you. And so like the less you, you worry about that, like the better. Um, and yeah, I would I would really try and have like an honest conversation with yourself um, about where that's coming from and like why you don't want people to know. And I would guess it probably circles back to like the parents and like not wanting your family unit to know. Mm-hmm. But is it also because you have an idea of like lesbians or queer people um, that is outdated or that is um, negative? You know, mm-hmm. it, were you raised to believe that that sort of lifestyle is like not good and I would also just as like a hot tip love to give you the word queer which is like a fun little umbrella term all encompassing whether you're like one percent queer 99 percent queer like maybe that's your word if you don't feel good with that word you don't have to use it it's kind of cute yeah some extra little language some vocab that Mm -hmm. may not have been in your arsenal that you may identify with yeah there's a nice little word for you yeah I think I would also say when it regards like in regards to the job aspect there might be a part of you that feels like you did get this job because of dating her and I think any relationship straight relationship queer relationship in the workplace involving a boss is a bad idea (laughs) like point blank I think it's a really fucking bad idea but you're already here and you've done that And I think, well, I wouldn't advise you to do that. And I think it's a bad idea. I think what you can, and you can't control those people's opinions. 
those opinions, people might have those. I mean, I think people would have those opinions if it was a man and you were a woman and you were dating your boss. I think that's just an opinion people have in general. Mm -hmm. I think you might, again, I'll tell you how you feel. I think you might, I think the homophobia aspect um, or queer phobia aspect, I think that might be making this a lot more personal than Mm -hmm. it because it's, I don't want to say that you have something to lose, but like there's a fear there. It's not just like, oh, fuck you all haters and all of that sort of stuff. (laughs) Like there's like a fear, like, oh shit, like this can't get out sort of thing. So I think apply for another job somewhere else. And A, you'll be able to tell if you're really, you'll be able to know then if your relationship with this, with your, this, your former boss's woman is something that um, isn't just convenience based and it is something. And I think you've been dating for a year, like, definitely like should be and then also yes you don't have to like carry the weight of other people's like homophobia and all of those different things but also like that cannot be an enjoyable work environment for you in general like Mm -hmm. there's no way at least for me I would constantly be like did I get this job because of this is this why I got this job and then if you hear those whispers that gets into your head and I think like for your own self-confidence proving to yourself that like you are a worthy employee and all of that stuff apply for a job somewhere else and get that separation because I think also then I think you might be able to do a little more introspection and figure out yourself a little bit more because you're not going to be in this like not that I'm saying you're like hiding in the closet but like you are just like you're hiding within hiding within hiding within hiding and you have it to too hide much for anyone too, too much shit too and much. like it's too hard to keep up with and, and it's like not fair to for you no that's no fun and also like you're at work like that yeah. work already like is hard and kind <laughs> yeah. of sucks and like you are ma- all, this is not something that people deal with out in the workplace on an everyday basis and it's not just like well this is like one of the given things that happens when you get a job you're gonna be worried because <laughs> you're dating your boss and like everybody's gonna be whispering about you like that's yeah. not par for the course so I think if you can eliminate those aspects of like working that's working having it we're eliminating the aspect of dating your boss by no, like applying for a job somewhere else and working somewhere else. And then you're also eliminating those kinds of like whispers and things like mm-hmm. that. I think you'll be able to, I think grow a lot more too, because again, dating your boss is it's, yeah, you're really mixing your work life and your home life. So I think you're, it's confining mm-hmm. you're, it's, you don't have a lot of space to be independent and grow. Um, and I think that's, like important thing. Yeah. And I would say pretty pretty much everything you said probably puts a huge strain on your relationship. A hundred percent. And so, yeah, like the more you can kind of separate those things and also the more you work through kind of where your like internalized homophobia is coming from, the better that'll be for your mm-hmm. relationship. And then also once you get kind of like that baggage out of the way, you can actually evaluate like, are we good partners? Exactly. Mm-hmm. I feel like you can't even really do that when there's so much like shrouding your idea of of this relationship yeah and also think about it. if you eventually do like continue dating this woman and you want to tell people then you only have to tell her hey this is my girlfriend not my girlfriend and my boss right. yeah <laughs> like, it just makes yeah. it it just makes it a little bit smaller yeah it just it feels like there there's too much too much riding on everything too much yeah too much mm-hmm. so do less do less. do less okay guys it's time for a quick break and we'll be back Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. 
From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners. In the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time. And I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, 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 a secondary of my package. And I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function there, it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like you know medically need some electrolytes but also if you're working out if you're sweating hot summer day you're going to an amusement park you're on your feet for a long period of time all of that um most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need yeah i drink mine specifically when i am working out it's my beverage while i'm working out i just take one stick of the hydrate mix it in with my bottle of water 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there they also have the all-in-one shakes which i absolutely love i'm running low so i gotta get some more but um i love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. 
Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We are back from the break. There is spit on my lip from something. No, me. Gross. I was going to say, I hope it's your own. It's my spit yeah, that's just you, on the you mic. You made out with someone here <laughs> while we were all blinking. Mm-hmm. Deep throat of the mic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's get back and dress the calls. Hi, Megan, Melissa, and guests. I'm 25 years old, and I'm engaged to a wonderful human being, and we're as much opposites attract as you can possibly get. Um he was raised like really Catholic and um, he waited to have sex till he was like 25 and he's only had sex with one other person besides me. 
And I, on the other hand, had like really fucked up self-esteem as in my college years um, and sought a lot of validation through sex and like was sexually assaulted. And so I had a really, really like fucked up relationship with sex for a really long time. And I put in a lot of work to make that better. Uh, before I met him, I spent a lot of time celibate. And um, it took me a long time just to get to, like, neutral ground with sex, where I didn't think it was a bad thing anymore. And he's really the first person I've ever had a healthy sexual relationship with. And, um, like, with him, it's gone from, like, a bad thing in my brain to neutral. And then with him, it's a positive thing. Um, and now we're engaged and we're doing the whole Catholic marriage thing. And now he's like, well, I don't want to have sex until we're married. And my emotional reaction is immediately like panic and anxiety. And I, I can't say no. Like, I can't say like, oh, you don't want to have sex too bad. Like that's weird and rapey. And But at the same time, it's like, well, what about me and what I want? In, like, a really backwards way, it feels like someone making a decision about my body without my permission. And I'm really having a hard time with it. I really want to support him in this because he he felt, like, really disconnected, like, spiritually. And this is part of him trying to, like, find that again, which... I, you know, that's something I value too, and I really want that for him. But at the same time, like, I just got to such a place with, with like, where sex is positive for me again. And I'm so afraid if we go on an 18-month engagement, which I would not have made our engagement that long had I known this. Um, but I'm afraid of going that amount of time is going to, like, make me backslide emotionally. And I just have a lot of fear related to it so like how can I support him while also like not losing my mind wow Wow. I think the first thing I will say is and I say this because I definitely relate to this I don't want to say you're not over your fear of sex as validation but that's what your fear is 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 not that you're going to slip back it's you nailed it that you have a comfortable relationship with him in a healthy sex life because you feel valid like and that's there's nothing wrong with that like there's I'm 100% that way like if we go like if literally like the week that I'm like bleeding I'm like oh my god I like you don't like like I like I definitely get a lot of validation in my own relationship from sex but that's also because like I enjoy it like I feel sexy mm-hmm. like I like I feel confident and good about myself it's not about like even necessarily how the like I like feeling like, oh, wow, you look great or whatever. Like, it's not so much about that. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's something that makes me feel confident. Yeah. And I think like have you talking about your history of like you didn't feel confident and you were seeking that out and all those people. I think 100% that can be a very unhealthy thing. But when you're in a relationship like there, that is the difference between a relationship and a friendship is like that aspect of it. And I think that you're like you're like you keep using the word like fear you're terrified of it I think that is because you do maintain this validation with him a healthy validation yeah Um, there's nothing like wrong with no nothing at all because like you're not it's not like you keep doing it and you're not feeling 
good from like this is working like it's working and i think you're that's you're what engaged. you're really afraid I mean, of like you're yeah. obviously like into it <laughs> um wow wow oh my god um did he ask you that's my other question like did, did he, he say yeah. like can we have a conversation about this or I'm, is this i'm guessing what they probably did was they probably were in counseling for marriage counseling which is what they would be doing before they get married at church mm. and they oh, probably yes and so they probably talked about it in this counseling and now he, he does like, and he's do like it. you know what might be worth bringing up kind of with that in mind is just well one i mean i'm always pro like talk to him about it yeah. you guys are partners like you're in this together like mm-hmm. and you said it so eloquently like no part of at least what you left in like your voicemail is disrespectful or mm-hmm. or you, you said it perfectly i mean i respect your wishes but it's making me feel like this mm-hmm. um so i'd say bring it up and then it might be worth having a conversation of like is this really something you feel like you need to do like for God or for your spirituality or is this a pressure from the church? Yeah. Or is it like mm-hmm. a pressure from your family or like feeling like this is what you're supposed to do as like a good Catholic mm-hmm. person? Right. Um, like maybe identifying kind of where that comes from with within him. And um, that might just also help like you getting on board or, or at yeah. least like sorting through kind of how you feel about it. Is um like making sure you understand like where it's where it's coming from with him. Yeah, and maybe there's um, it because I fully agree that there needs to be like a com- like a very open, transparent conversation. Um, and I will <laughs> sounds this is what I also say like also like if you want to get like real fucking religious, isn't like masturbation also not a thing? So like it depends. So that that's on kind of how you interpret. Yeah. So that's the whole thing. It's like so if the, the interpretation here, if the interpretation is you're not going to have sex, let's break it down. Are we talking penetrative sex? Mm-hmm. Are we talking like yeah. are, are neither of limit? us yeah. going to masturbate? Like, can we like mutually masturbate? Like, is there a way that like not like that you feel like you have to give up something? But like I under I even if you want to like not take about the, the religious aspect, like the idea like people who like I I know people who like have like abstained from sex for like. A couple weeks before their wedding or like like to build up that anticipation like is there maybe like as opposed to 18 months like maybe you guys like maybe like how about we do like the last six months or we how about we even like just like talk not not like talking it down but coming (laughs) up with the practicality of it because also like if you guys are having sex regularly and he's like you know like a a, like, a, like a like a dude with yeah. a dick like you know I does guarantee he, he's masturbating yeah that's the part that i'm like well then how is that like if is it something like the pleasure that we both get that's what you're gonna say no to but the individual pleasure is okay Break it down like yeah. what is what is the, the the root of of why you think this is the right thing to do yeah and it, also if it's just what you're interpreting from the church then you need to discuss it being like, okay, well, I feel like they're also wouldn't be down with this. They wouldn't be down with this. Or, hey, how about we abstain from like having penetrative sex, but we do other stuff together mm-hmm. and we don't do it on Sunday. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It seems like he's fasting. Like there's yeah. like food fasting where people won't eat and they'll use that time to like pray and become closer to God. So he's uh, using, he's sex fasting. And so, so the time he, that he'd be having sex, he's praying. Yeah. Yeah, and I totally allegedly. I hear what you're saying in that you know you obviously can't be like, well, tough. We are having sex. Like that's (laughs) that's not fun for you. Yeah, he's like, I don't want to do this. Um, but I, I definitely think it's worth expressing like the way that it makes you feel, and and maybe he's not really thinking about the way it could affect your relationship, and Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I don't want to say he's not thinking about you because obviously anyone's allowed to say no to sex at any time. But I mean, it's it's definitely worth just having the conversation of expressing exactly what you said to us. Yeah. Like how, how it makes you feel and, and how you just kind of want to like figure it out. No offense. Like that's like 18 months of resentment. That's not, that's not a happy marriage make. Like yeah. that's not a fun yeah. engagement. And it, also like just having conversation and get on board and make it whether or not you you end up following through with it or whatever, it, it should all be something you're doing together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so if you're not on board, like emotionally, then you need to either find a way to get on board or he needs to mm-hmm. adjust or, you know, there's there's at least like definitely conversations that need to be had if you're not feeling yeah. that. Yeah. And it can be like and like express to him that it's not the it's not like just being with him physically. It's being with him on an emotional level. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also like maybe you guys can set aside a time where it's not you guys like going to marriage council where you're just like maybe at home and you're reading the Bible or yeah, doing something faith yeah. oriented. Yeah. And so yeah. You, you, can you can still have the, the physical connection, yeah. but then also have that spiritual. Yeah. With the, the spirituality, with whatever you want to do. Yeah. I think that's what it should be. I think you mm-hmm. need to like, if, if the goal in that is to be more connected spiritually, mm-hmm. I think like, explore other options to achieve that that doesn't that you can both be on board with because also like I I I do wonder if this is again just like the first thing that he's like oh yeah this could be a thing that we do and Mm -hmm. it's like well okay let's think it through I bet there's a lot of other things we can do that we can still have sex feels like something he's doing to you yeah when that's not that's not his goal either like I'm sure if you said if sure if you expressed the way that you're feeling he would be like oh oh no I didn't mean to do that yeah and then also even if it's um getting on and I would also talk to him about the like valid like feeling like uh connected to him like emotionally and physically but then also that it really makes you feel really secure in your relationship and like talk about that aspect of it because like I've definitely had those conversations with like people that I've been with where I'm like this is something like for me that like really like makes me like sure yes like sexually like feel good but like this is something like this also really like I like feel great after and like I feel like comp- this is so, like I'm in my element here like this is like yeah that kind of thing and like have talked to him about that aspect of it too because I think there is like this like idea that women don't enjoy sex as much as men and all of that that um yeah he might just be oblivious yeah he might think that this might not be like a like a deal to you and also again like having that conversation with him it might you might also then end up getting on board because I don't want to say like this whole yeah. thing should be getting him off that train uh, at all. I also can say that because like I'm not like religious so I can be like, wow, wow, that's like that. But that aspect of it. But you don't neither. You don't want someone. This needs to be where you guys, both of you are happy with the choices that you're making. And if someone's choice is like hurting the other person. That's no good. No, not at all. And I think also, even if it means that like you abstain from sex, but like you find other ways that you feel really secure and validated Mm -hmm. and like then you supplement. So it's like you can masturbate and like you find a way to supplement these things that sex gives you and you can continue to abstain from it. But like if it's sexual pleasure for you, like you're masturbating, maybe you guys are mutually masturbating, doing all that stuff. And then you find a way to 
what other things bring you that same sort of validation and confidence yeah. in your relationship? Like, is it the quality time? Yeah. Is it the just feeling like he really likes you? Is yeah. it like feeling connected? Maybe like identify sort of what what you feel like, aside from just like pleasure, like what mm-hmm. you feel like you would be missing without it. And then, you know, if you end up like getting on board, finding ways to do that together like mm-hmm. maybe it's just the quality time maybe mm-hmm. you like cook dinner together yeah. once a week or butt naked just yeah. having like you look hot and you're like <laughs> thank you so much and you feel great yeah yeah like maybe there's like something something else that can like fulfill that that desire yeah also don't cook naked that's gonna no, be really it hurts. dangerous yeah um <laughs> mox is cooking in his boxers once spilled bacon grease all over his stomach mm. and then wouldn't let me tend to the wound because he was like a big strong man got infected had to go to urgent care because oh a massive scar it's so fucking funny i also singed off like his hair on his stomach just so like, he has a patch of like yeah. no hair no there's hair or, now but oh, like okay. when it happened yeah. it was really funny <laughs> he's like a pretty hairy dude so it's good uh on to the next. Um, so I'm 24 and I've been with my boyfriend for over four years. Um, and lately I've been really intrigued by the idea of an open relationship. Um, I've been doing my own research. Um, I'm actually reading a book right now that Gabby Dunn had suggested in a previous episode. Um, I think my feelings about this are partly due to, um, recently within the past two years, um, realizing that I'm bisexual, um, which I've told my boyfriend, um, but I never really got a chance to explore that at all because I've only ever had any romantic interaction with men. Um, but otherwise I'm extremely happy in my relationship I love my boyfriend so much um and I feel like this could be a really exciting thing for us to do together and like potentially help us like grow as individuals and like be like closer as a couple um but I'm really nervous about bringing this up to him Um, because I think it kind of seems like something that is unlike me. Um, and also just because once I say it, it's there. It's not like we can just go back to normal if he says no. Um, so I was wondering if you guys had any advice on how to, like, carefully ease into this topic or ways that I could like hint at it and feel out his opinions rather than just spring it on him and punch a giant hole in my relationship. Okay. I have lots of thoughts. Okay. Take it away. So one, if honesty can ruin a relationship, that's not a strong relationship. So Mm -hmm. like if you expressing something that you feel is like going to be like a deal breaker, then that's no good. Second of all, we have all been raised to believe that um, monogamy is how you know that somebody likes you. So like if you're dating someone and they think someone else is attractive, we've just been like really super conditioned to think that that means they don't like you. And so sometimes being like, I want to be non-monogamous or I want to be open feels like rejection. So I think that the way you can kind of go in is just really making sure that like when you express that to him, it doesn't feel like, oh, you're not enough for me or like, I don't like you anymore. It just feels like a totally 
like separate thing that ultimately like you can do together and like might be a fun thing for you to do as a couple. Um, But I think just being really, really aware that like that can feel like rejection um, and just making sure that that's not what you are saying and just being really careful with like that word choice. Yeah, no, I think that's I think you're totally right. I think the idea that like you can't go back from it and it punches like a massive hole in your relationship. I think you need to decide if it's a deal breaker for you. And if Mm -hmm. you can't if you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship anymore, he no matter how much he likes you and really cares about you, that's not what he signed up for. And if he doesn't want to do that, then that's his choice. And that's allowed. And you're also allowed to like that. Like, I don't want to say like, oh, he might be done. Like, there's a chance that like, yeah, he could be like a great guy. And he's like, you know what? I want what's best for you. I want I want you to do what you want. But like, that's not something that I'm on board with. And if it's a deal breaker for you and it's something that you really need, then you need to be ready to ask for it and be ready to know that if he's not into it, then this might not be the relationship for you. Mm But then also know, like figure out, is it not a deal breaker for you? Is it something that you really just want to bring up and like see and then let him know? It's like, and hey, if like you're not down and like you're not into this, like that's totally okay. You just need to figure out what you want in the situation because like when you say it's going to like a punch a massive hole in your relationship and things like that, like and that it's something that's like so not something that you would normally say. I think like, I mean, if my boyfriend brought it up to me, it would definitely like rattle me and I wouldn't be into that. But also I wouldn't be like, I'm done with you. Like it'd be a conversation. So I think I'm not attracted to you anymore and I hate you. I think you need to break down. Like there isn't like this idea that like, oh, if I say it, like everything's going to change for the rest of forever. It's like, that's, I know you're going to ask for it. And like, they're going to say yes or no. And then from there, you also have to decide like, okay, well, how important is this to me? Mm -hmm. And also if, if this is something like, that you're a little nervous to like broach the subject with him in general. I'm a huge fan of leaving books with like intriguing titles just out and about <laughs> in mutual spaces. The ethical slut. You He's should gonna both read fucking it. pick it up and yeah. be like, let me, let me uh, see <laughs> any of this stuff. So yeah, I think it's just about how you approach it in a way that is exactly like you said. And I'm sure like, I don't want to say like find other resources like Google, but like, I'm sure there are like lots of other pieces of like lots of other books that you can read that talk about this. And then also just know that like as much as like, as exactly like you're saying that this doesn't mean that he, um, I mean, this doesn't mean that you don't care about him anymore. Know also that if he says no, that doesn't mean that he doesn't care about you either. Like everybody has what they want in a relationship. It's not our job to change anyone or get them to be on the same page as us. And like love again, like love and like how you care about somebody, all that stuff that doesn't necessarily make a happy relationship or a compatible relationship. So it's about knowing your deal breakers and respecting his deal breakers as well. And also the idea that like if you if this is a huge thing for you that you really, really, really want, but you know that he's going to like be like, no, and it would be a deal breaker for him. It's that that feeling that you have isn't going to go away. Like if you're like you need to act Mm -hmm. on how you feel. And if you're constantly afraid of like saying something that's being true to who you are or asking for you for what you want, if you're afraid of if asking for what you want is going to like you're going to lose somebody by doing that, 
it's going to happen regardless. Yeah. Like that person is not, not for right. You. Yeah. They're not right for you. And it doesn't yeah. discredit the relationship that you've had and all mm-hmm. of that stuff. I also think there's a huge misconception with open relationships that there's like no rules mm-hmm. when really and like the ethical slot again, great book um, touches on this a lot where like there are way more rules mm-hmm. and like an open relationship can kind of look like anything. Um, so it can be like maybe you have like threesomes like maybe that's your thing and it's a thing that you like have to do together and it's something like you you have to talk about before like bringing anyone in or maybe it's like um, you can kiss whoever you want but you can't like have sex with someone without like asking him like there's a thousand shades of gray in there and you can have the conversation of like what does our relationship look like and mm-hmm. like what will the the future of that sort of be and it's not necessarily like no I can fuck whoever I want and yeah. like date a bunch of people and <laughs> like yeah it's not it's not like you're all of a sudden single either it's it's like a completely different thing and honestly I feel like those conversations can like bring couples way closer together even Which is if what he, she's wanting yeah, yeah exactly like that is also fun you know mm-hmm. if if he if that's something that like has intrigued him in the past or also like education is so big because I think also we're just taught that monogamy is like right and like Mm -hmm. that's the thing to do and so his immediate reaction if he's never thought about it might just be like well that's wrong or like that's negative like like you're slutty um not and he shouldn't say stuff like that but you you might even internalize like Mm -hmm. feel like oh like am I asking for too much or like maybe this is wrong or I shouldn't want this um when ultimately like it's just everyone is different and I think everyone has a different like spectrum of like how monogamous they Mm -hmm. feel Mm -hmm. yeah and i think maybe if it's um avoiding the like you're saying maybe it's avoiding the term open relationship because they're it is such a huge umbrella yeah Yeah. exactly and like saying like like i just think it'd be like really hot if like you hooked up like if you like made out with a girl and like i got to like if we had a threesome like and you bring up tangible things that are about Mm -hmm. like i think this would be really hot and i would be really into this like tell me what like are you into this but if you're like i would want to have an open relationship that feels like rejection but whether what whatever it is that you want to add to your relationship talking about that in a way that like that would make me feel like uh, like if you would enjoy watching him with somebody else or if you mm-hmm. think that it'd be really hot to have Specifics. him watch you with some like that aspect of it and I would also try um if a part of what you are attracted to in this is something that involves him physically I would start with that to make sure the conversation's inclusive it's not mm-hmm. I really would like want to hook up with a girl like mm-hmm. even if that if that's like one of the things that there's nothing wrong with like you wanting to like, be with a woman and have him be nowhere in sight maybe mm-hmm. start with ones where like he's involved too and he's not just Ross and the threesome making a sandwich right. in the kitchen like or they're like, or she's like on a dating app and it, yeah. he's helping her yeah pick girls I think that you go out to a bar together and you like look at girls like and you you know you flirt with people Mm -hmm. and like see how you feel like that is fun Mm -hmm. yeah and also if you're like if this isn't a deal breaker for you and like you don't want to make this like a sit down conversation because you don't want to give it that weight because it isn't it's something that's like fun and exciting but you it's not something that you necessarily need in a relationship then maybe just like instead of having like a sit down conversation just kind of like test the waters be out at a bar and be like wow that girl's so pretty yeah and engage his reaction then so you also don't have to like immediately sit down with this very heavy conversation if you don't 
feel like it deserves that kind of weight because it's not that weighty to you. Yeah. And he might also feel like, oh, I, you know, as a good boyfriend, like I can't express when I think a girl is hot or like yeah. I, I'm not allowed to express like I want this sexual thing with another girl or like he, he may have similar feelings and it may also take like on his part, if he's, you know, at all receptive, like some unlearning. And same with you. Like, I think we're just, we're so taught mm-hmm. that relationships look like one thing. And I think being open or like whatever word you, you choose to use, um, just like unleashes like the rules. You know, yeah. you just, it doesn't have to look like other people's relationships. Mm-hmm. You can just like do completely your own thing as long as you're both on board with the same idea. Yeah. So I think broaching it as something you're doing together. Yes. And I think the last thing that I'll say on this is be really, really, really like attentive to his verbal and nonverbal reactions. Mm. And if he says what you want to hear, but you don't believe it, pretend he didn't say that. Pretend he out. said no. Because yeah. I think I've had friends who have been like asked like, well, hey, let's like, and they were like, yeah, a hundred percent. And I was like, oh, so not fucking you. You don't, and like, it can, if you see that he's just going along because he's afraid, again, like it's the reassuring that like, if you say no, this is not going to change anything. You're not going to lose me, yeah. all of that. Like you're the most important thing yeah. to me. So making sure that like you, you aren't just hope, you aren't just like taking the answer that you want and getting that it's, really paying attention to him and seeing, is this something he's comfortable with? And the whole way through, if it's something that's like, okay, sure. Yeah, I'm on board. It is, like you said, it's about your relationship and making a relationship stronger. And if there are things that you can sense, he's even a little bit uncomfortable or anything like that, even if he's not saying it because he wants to be cool with it and he wants to be chill and like he wants you to be happy and this means you being happy. So he's going to sacrifice some of his comfortability. Really be hyper aware of that. Uh, On to the next, or is it time? For don't blame them. This is our segment where uh, listeners call in and they give their own personal advice based Ooh. on their experience. So, you know, if we've had mm. someone who's broached the subject of an open relationship with their significant other, they would be um, calling in with their own two cents. Is it about threesomes? No, no. no. This one we get a is, lot about threesomes. We do. Um, <laughs> but this one is from the episode... Um, 17 season three episode 17 with Arden Rose and um the original I know and the original um caller she um had to get a new therapist because her therapist um has cancer and so this someone calling who's actually a therapist (gasps) with advice I have a couple of therapists who follow me and when they give me words of encouragement being like you're doing amazing I'm like I believe you because you're (laughs) a therapist thank you I I mean like there's a therapist listening to this show which I think is pretty cool yeah (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. Hope we don't make her mad. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Megan. Uh, I'm calling in in response to um, one of the callers from uh, the episode with Arden Rose, um, the caller who was having a problem with adjusting to their new therapist after having the switch from one they saw for a long time. Um, I just wanted to call in because I'm a therapist myself, and <clears throat> I thought it might be helpful to have this perspective for her. Um, I would say that all good therapists welcome feedback from their clients. I think that if your therapist is doing something that's not really working for you, then you are completely within your right to let your therapist know that that is a problem for you. And any good therapist is going to respond really well to that and be very encouraging um, about, you know, 
negotiating what the therapy dynamic is like, like between the two of you. And if you bring it up to your therapist and your therapist doesn't respond well to it, you should absolutely find a new therapist because I think that's a good cue that um, you're just not working well together and uh, you'll be better suited somewhere else. But I, I know that confrontation is very scary, especially for clients. Um, but I, I have personally had clients um, let me know that something I was doing wasn't working for them. And I have really appreciated it every time that I got that feedback because I was able to readjust what I was doing and provide better therapy for them. And, and that's really what everybody wants at the end of the day. So, um, yeah, I really encourage that person to speak to their therapist about it if they feel comfortable. Um, they they definitely have that option and, and should use it if they can. Oh my God. Wow. I can't believe a therapist. This is like a celebrity. This yeah. feels like a celebrity listens. <laughs> like a therapist Ooh. listens to us and she loves the podcast. <laughs> wow. That makes me really happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it's, I think it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. I mean, I'm definitely terrified of like confrontation in that yeah. aspect. It's scary, yeah. but every time you do it, it gets easier the next time. Like yeah. rest assured the first time will be so scary and then you'll be such a pro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Mott's apparently told off his, he told me yesterday, like, yeah, I told off my therapist this week. He's just like not booking up. <laughs> and I was like, wow, that's yeah. amazing. Like I would have never mm-hmm. thought to do that. And he was like, and I was like, so are you like, did you fire him? He's like, no, I mean, we're going to see like if he can improve from here. And I was like, oh, that's yeah. a very rational way to think about it. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, I can't say anything. Also, yeah. I feel like men are oh, yeah. just more taught that they can do that. It's just harder for women yeah. to express themselves or to speak up or to say, I mm-hmm. don't like this. You know, you're afraid just, of hurting people's feelings. Yeah, exactly. And like you're raised to sort of please. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Um, yeah, do it. It yeah. gets easier every time. And yeah. that should go for anything in yeah. any type of service yeah. environment, whether it's like getting the haircut to going to the doctor, we should always be speaking up mm-hmm. if there's something that makes us uncomfortable or we aren't sure that it's helping us in the best possible and way. also i am always so grateful when somebody says to me hey i don't i didn't like that mm-hmm. or like can you please do it like that nine times out of ten people have no idea mm-hmm. unless you tell them because everyone's different everyone's coming to something with a completely different like background and a completely different set of skills and if if you don't express that you don't like something they will not know yeah and no one no one's goal especially in therapy or no one's goal should be to upset anyone and so like the idea that like they're doing something that could be unintentionally hurting you like they really don't want to do that and so saying like being able to say that it's like great and also helps them industry professionals in general like it's their job they should be good at their job and the more feedback that they have the better they can be to whether it applies to just you or other clients in general like it's again, hold people to a high standard and no, and the people that you surround yourself with in your life and also professionals in general, like they should be held to a standard of in which they can change and adapt and become better and grow better. And just being like, ah, well, I'm just going to take this for what it is. Mm -hmm. That doesn't help anybody. It doesn't Mm -hmm. help you and it doesn't help them. No, it's literally like what we were saying earlier. If if asking for what you want is going to ruin the relationship, then you need a different relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's it's a good one. I mean, therapy's hard. It's also hard to find a good like a therapist that mm-hmm. 
you like and all of that stuff. I can't, I can't believe a therapist watches oh, or amazing. listens, whatever, Hi. whichever way you're doing it. Hi, <laughs> love therapy, big fan. It's expensive, but it's cool. I don't get my nails done anymore. So, you know, priorities, <laughs> saving money. Um, well, that's it for the episode. Oh, oh my thanks God. Thanks for having me. Plug yo shit. Okay, great. Uh, check out all of my stuff. It's all at Alexis She's All. Uh, I make YouTube videos and I do a lot of like woke feminist sketch comedy. That's kind of my thing. Um, and I make a lot of videos with a guest that you had mm-hmm. recently. It sounds like Gabby Dunn. A great, um, we, a great one. A great one. So wise. She's taught me everything I know. Uh, and uh, yeah, check out uh, my Instagram and my Twitter. Yeah, you're very funny things, on Twitter. Uh, oh, thank you so much. And so few characters. So funny. Oh, so much comedy oh, in such a small little thank space. Thank you. I enjoy your tweets. Oh. And you get a lot of read. I, I sometimes don't see your tweets from you. I see them from other people who've retweeted them. Oh like, my God. Whoa. That is a yeah. big honor. Yeah. And I'm oh like, oh wow. I'm like, oh, look at what you tweeted. I'm like, oh, this is a retweet. But you. So go be one of those uh, retweeters. Yeah, go do it. (laughs) Um, And if you guys are listening to this episode, we also filmed it for YouTube so you can check it out. And if you're watching, check us out um, on the listening devices with your ears. That's Um, how you listen. Yeah, check it out. We're also on Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify. We also have an Instagram account, Don't Blam Meme Pod. Mm-hmm. So follow us there. Check it. Um, we have our own Instagrams, all of our socials. Everything will be listed down below. And then if you want to be in an upcoming episode, if you need some help in with advice, I can't help you with a lot of other stuff. Like <laughs> math, no, calculus, science. No, you can help with science. I can. Don't yeah. send I us biology done, I haven't done physics. anything in like yeah, 10 it's years. Changed. You're not here. Science so, has changed. Yeah, so it's it might a be a little stuff. sketchy. But yeah. if it's Evolution, like historical... Right? Yeah, I yeah. can help. <laughs> um, so Newton's law. She's got. Yeah, unlocked. I got those. I got those. Um, so you guys can actually don't don't send a science question, um, <laughs> but you can uh, if you need advice. Uh, call us and leave us a voicemail at three one zero six nine four zero nine seven six. And international listeners, you can email us an audio file at meganpodcast at gmail dot com. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts. Camera operator, Amanda Lechner. Production assistance by Julie Carley. And music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso. Part of the HerPod Network.